0: I'm Richard Herring. You're about to listen to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. It's free. I hope you enjoy it. If you wish to give us some money back, you can download a video version of this podcast where you can see as well as hear. Just go to www.gofasterstripe.com slash R-H-L-S-T-P-5, the number five, and you'll be able to download this series. You'll also get the opportunity there to just donate some money by buying a badge either by paying a one-off payment or pay monthly if you really want to help us fund other comedy you can come and see me on tour at richardherring.com/gigs you can find out all about that uh, but hey Enough. We don't want to just publicise stuff. We want to listen to funny people uh, talking shit. And I'm going to do loads of adverts during the show anyway. So enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has just had his towel nicked at the swimming pool. Will you please welcome Richard Herring. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Thank you very much. I hope that's recording already. Yes, the- that's, the- that's the audience. Hello. Welcome to uh, the Leicester Square Theatre, uh, I'm Rich Herring. welcome to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahel yes, Hey, Oh you're good, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a smallish audience today but they're very enthusiastic in a slightly sarcastic way I thought that was slight, <laughs> very slightly sarcastic. I've just been swimming, you can tell can't you from the glow uh, that's coming off me, uh, but yeah I could. I saw, I've, weirdly I had a premonition about having my towels done because it's all the it's not my own towel but you know it's the one they gave me when I went in. And uh, I was thinking, what, how can I stop this being stolen today for some reason? And then I saw a woman take it, and I was at the other end of the pool, and I was trying to swim to it, but then she dried her whole body with it. <laughs> didn't, I didn't really want it then. But I was, I was just wishing there was some way you could like put a little note saying, I've spunked up on this towel or something. <laughs> But that might actually encourage some people to, to steal them. Because I've got very obsessive about the swimming pool recently. Uh, I, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm quite annoyed when people... Keep it down. Uh, I'm trying to work up here. Uh, I'm trying to... Uh, when I, I get annoyed when people go in the wrong lanes. There's some slow, medium and fast. But that is not... You're not always slow, medium and fast. You have to make a judgement on your swimming speed based on who is already in the pool. It's not, you can't go, well, I'm a fast swimmer, because what if Rebecca Adlington and all the Olympic squad are in, suddenly you're a slow swimmer, right? So you judge by then, but also make a sort of judgement based on how many people are in a particular lane, right? So if there are three people in one lane and one person in another, you would probably go in the one person lane, right? It's just common sense. That isn't how other swimmers are drives me insane and I keep on getting moved I, I've never seen I, I keep complaining about this and then the last time I was in the pool the woman came the lifeguard came over to me I was in the middle lane and I was there was four people in the slow lane two people in the middle lane some really slow people in the fast lane I got in the middle lane and then I did one length and the, the lifeguard came over and said can you move into the slow lane and I, they never do, I'd gone really fast as well and, and they never do that at any other time. And, uh, and I said, there's four people. And then one of them got out she said, no, there's only three now. So then I, then I, then I had to move. It was humiliating. But today, a, a, very, a woman wearing a, like a Victorian swimming costume. Like a, it was like a middle-aged woman. It might, have been a, she, she didn't, it might have been like a Muslim thing, I guess. I don't think it was, though. But she was wearing like a long swimming costume and a hat and goggles. And then there was two people in the middle and She started swimming parallel in the wrong direction and I was going you've got to follow the arrows madam, and then she shouted at me like I was mad, oh, well fuck it sorry, I've, you know, I've gone off on that but uh, there'll be more of that, don't worry I've, I've, if you read the Metro you'll find out more about it. Uh, so, <laughs> you'll find out all about that uh, so I've, just, uh, I've, been, I've got a new uh, radio show on FUBAR Radio, have you all been listening to that? Yes. no <laughs> They're trying to get people to pay to listen to the radio. How ridiculous. What a ridiculous idea. You can, of course, buy badges uh, and pay for this. Uh, if you want as well, go and download the video. Um, oh, in fact, this is, a, this is a good tip for any skin flints out there. I've been touring. I'm doing my show, We're All Going to Die, which uh, there's still quite a few tour dates to come if you want to come and watch that. Um, but I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express uh, in Cambridge the other day. Uh, Ian Holiday Inn is a bit of an idiot because... Uh, I noticed, this is a little tip for you if you want free, they say there's no such thing as a free breakfast there is at the Holiday Inn Express. I've noticed this at everyone. They don't check your room number. They don't even check you're staying at the hotel. You can just wander in, have some free, limited amount of cereal, orange juice. There are some Danish pastries and like sausages and bacon and eggs for free. I mean, plus what it costs you to travel to your nearest Holiday Inn Express. You look at me like, I'm a, that's a really fucking helpful tip. If you live next door to Holiday Inn Express, you never have to pay for breakfast ever again. They might notice you if you're going in, but that, that's... Uh <laughs> that's all for that uh, and um yeah and my show meaning of life uh, is uh, i think the first one should be out certainly by the time this thing is out uh, so do go to uh, vimeo.com slash channel slash rhmol or listen on itunes or the british comedy guy for that that's a, a brand new stand-up and sketch show and it's free unless you want to pay for a longer version of it which you can do uh and uh, oh yeah last week i was talking about dragon's den and I knew I had some good ideas for Dragon's Den. I'm going to, that's going to become one of my new emergency questions. Uh, and my great idea, this happened at Christmas. We were on a walk at Christmas. and My wife really wants to have a dog, uh, but we can't really have one in the house. And also we've got cats, and I don't want to have loads of animals because I just fall in love with them. Uh, and that's no good. I don't want to love other creatures. Uh, but my, we thought, like, at Christmas, it would be really nice just to be able to hire a dog for the week of, like, two days or three days at Christmas... I thought we could, I could set up a business called A Dog Is Just For Christmas. <laughs> and we could hire out, but I had a better idea. I could also set up like a Christmas kennels for people who are going away at Christmas. Say, yeah, I'll look after your dog. Charge them to look after the dog. <laughs> then I could hire out those dogs to other people. Don't even have to have any kennels or dog food or anything. Getting double bubbles. So that's my Dragon's Den idea. A dog is just for Christmas. Anyone are you in? 10% for £500,000. Yeah, great, brilliant. Uh, we'll, we'll be minted. The problem is, like, people wouldn't... We'd have to change the name to something else, otherwise people would know what was going on. The kennels, they wouldn't. we just have to call the kennels something secret that no-one wouldn't... Yeah, it's Richard, Richard Herring Kennels. It's going. To, no, don't tell them what it's called. Anyway, look, uh, you, you seem like an adequate audience. So um, I will... I've been giving you fucking gold here about the swimming, because it really annoys me in the swimming pool. What it really annoys me is when people don't follow the arrows. There's arrows in the lane. I follow those arrows even if I'm the only one in the lane. Because people might get in the lane after you. Sometimes when there's two people and the other person goes, can we split the lane? And you just go, no, we can't split the lane because whatever third person then gets in, I'm doing backstroke the wrong way, they get in, it's, it could be a disaster. You don't seem as convinced as me about that. So I always say no, because I'm going to go, oh, I like to swing, swim widths instead of lengths. Is that all right? No, it's not. I like to swim diagonally across the pool. No, obey the fucking rules. No, And don't steal my towel. Uh, and look, well, we've got uh, fantastic, I'm going to sit down now. We've got uh, fantastic uh, f- a pairing. That's why there's two, two chairs here, and that's why I, I'm on the inferior. <laughs> Red, they, they said, "Oh, there's a really big red chair at the back of the theatre. Would you like that?" This isn't it, by the way. It's a different one. I said, "Oh, that sounds good. It's a grand chair." Then they came back in again and said, "Oh, by the way, it's a rocking chair. Would that be, <laughs> would that be problematic?" I said, "That probably would be problematic. If it's a high-backed armchair, that would be ideal. But I'll, I'll get when we've made enough money, I'll buy a high-backed armchair, a little toilet mat." <laughs> no, no, as it cursing me fans in today. So, um. My first guest today... Well, for, you know, for people at home, this is just one podcast. It's a kind of uh, internet podcast special, uh, really, this, this, this next two episodes. Uh, people who are pioneers in podcasting. Uh, my first two guests uh, this week are probably best known. One of them is best known for writing the index of a book about the Marlebone Cricket Club. Uh, and the other one is best known for being the gadgets correspondent of British Forces News. <laughs> And they have both written for Keith Lemon's Lemonade. I mean, I'm just amazed any of that was written. That's... <laughs> None of this is written. What we're doing is not written. Mm-hmm. Like, this, er, er, all of Rich Les Square Theatre Podcast is unwritten, if, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lemon's Lemonade. Uh, will you please welcome Helen Zoltzman and Ollie Mann, ladies and gentlemen? Here they are. Yeah, answer me this. Answer me this. Answer me this. Take out your microphone, if you, if you will, otherwise people will not be able to... It's kind of the first rule of podcasting. I know you're new to this. So um, <laughs> you are winners, of course, of a gold and Can silver... we just end on there. We are winners. Yes. Winners of yeah. a gold and silver Sony Award. Yeah. Just missing out on that all-important and elusive bronze. Yeah.
1: The, the coveted that's the, bronze. That's
0: what everyone's after. So, Alloys. Um, Those are
1: the most precious metals, aren't <laughs> they?
0: They? Are. they are. And also bronze is worth three.
1: So, yeah. you've got
0: you've got three in total. One plus two equals three. So, we're even. Yeah, we are even. We've yeah. equaled up. I did say, uh, in fact, I was, I was up against uh, you, not literally, for
2: the Sony Award. I love award. how seriously Richard Herring takes the Sony Award very for Best Internet Programme. Like, I seriously, no one else in the audience even knows who won. I Richard. used yeah, to have my Sony doesn't... Award here. <laughs> yeah. I showed
0: it to Stephen Fry. He was very impressed. Oh, oh, I bet. My yeah. brother's Sony Award. Yeah, screw um,
1: BAFTAs, That's the gig he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Four <laughs> hours of radio industry masturbation. Yeah, it's
0: good. I, I said that if you won in about every year, or if you won the gold, that I would be bummed, but I would be bummed to death by you, Ollie Man.
1: And tonight this is going to happen. <laughs> and, and you Everybody did. Everybody cover up with a Macintosh or something, because uh, it's going to be hideous. You did
0: win, so I, I've been avoiding you since then. Because <laughs> I tweeted, I said, yeah, if I win, I thought I was definitely going to win. Because come yeah. on.
1: And then I believe. Uh, <laughs> then, then I believe you said. After we did win, oh, God, why do you insist on rewarding my enemies? (laughs) It's uh, graceful in defeat. I I was
2: overly familiar with the procedure of bumming and how it's initiated. But my understanding is it's not enough just to say, if this happens, I will be (laughs) bummed. My my understanding is that the the bummer has to be willing to be the bummer (laughs) as well. I don't, I don't know if it's possible for a bummy to rape a bummer. Is
0: is that, that would be quite hard to coerce and force you. It would have to be some system, maybe, where I got, I got someone else under a blanket. And I said, maybe I said there's a gorgeous woman or man, I don't know, Ollie, isn't, what, isn't what your This is the
1: plot is? of a Serbian film. Yeah,
0: maybe. Just then there's a hole in the blanket, and then yeah. I switch places. It's a bit like the boat that rocked. <laughs> so, the famous comedy rape uh, film.
1: Is that, is that what happens? I haven't watched it. It's only watched your wedding to, night. Oh, it, thanks.
0: It has changed its tone a little bit since Operation Yewtree uh, I'm not sure they'll be showing it, but um, there is a scene where Nick Frost basically—I think I talked about this last week. I mean, I do talk about it a lot. Uh, uh, but Nick Frost tries to uh, trick a girl into being raped by a, a very attractive man. So you know, that's fine, right?
2: I mean, comedy bombing scenes are few and far between. They are. Uh, I mean, I think if, if you're willing to start a new Genre in podcast terms yeah. and audio bumming is fairly easy to organise, I should imagine. Well, I tried to do it with Andrew Collins. That was the whole, that was basically the that Ross and been Rachel such a of the Andrew Collins if, you, if only you'd called that Collins and Herrings <laughs> audio bumming, <laughs> that would have been so appropriate as he well. Never,
0: we never happened even. We you know we could come back and still never say never. It still could happen. Uh, but it's interesting that the problem with you is the, the, the bumming, rather than the bumming to death, I would say, would be the, the hard part of that.
1: It's the inevitable result <laughs> of an Ollie Mann encounter.
0: Not from what I've heard of his, his very tiny penis. It would be very,
1: very,
2: a, very hard for him to kill me with that.
1: He has a range of dangerous prosthetics, though, like in the film Seven.
2: <laughs> it's amazing Richard said he doesn't have writers on this show because he obviously has researchers. <laughs> <laughs> I do all my own research uh, with the prosthetics.
0: Uh, so let, well, let's talk about the things I introduced you with rather than bumming. Come and grow
2: up. Sorry. Pathetic. I've got more to ask you about the bumming later. But OK, I'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, that. if we could. <laughs> Incidentally, the whole hole-in-the-blanket thing, yeah. I was imagining more of a sort of Yo Sushi-style conveyor belt <laughs> affair. Yeah. I was with, bums. With, with, with me tumescent at one end. Okay. And a parade of bums reversing into right. me. Of which you'd be just oh, one.
0: Wow. <laughs> I was imagining... Like, do the bums go through... Are they... Do, are, they are the bums well, like ghosts... Somebody doesn't know anything about bumming, uh, look like at uh, it. The government <laughs> um, not got a clue. Where do the bums on the conveyor belt go once you've bummed them? They would... Is it going to stack up,
1: up? and then you pay.
0: Or do they go... Do they go <laughs>
1: A moral price. <laughs> I was imagining more... Um, you know how uh, the Minotaur was conceived because the uh, Queen yes, of Crete... Yes, I do. Was, yeah, no, you no, were no. there. Was <laughs> it <Some laughs> the, the Sony Awards 2011? <laughs> <2011. laughs> that would have brightened things up. Um, it, the, the Queen of Crete was encased in the... the. Sort of, I think a, Daedalus the sculptor had built her the body of a cow out of bronze, probably. Yep. And then... Because it was her fantasy to be sexed by a bull. So maybe you could be wearing a bronze sculpture of Ollie's girlfriend and then Ollie would yeah. be more willing to bomb you to death. <laughs>
0: Maybe, but it sounds like he doesn't bum his girlfriend. Is what I'm. Is what i picked up already from the from the whole conveyor belt yeah. scenario. Well, just that yeah, no, you don't know much about bumming. That's why.
1: Well, it's been very edifying, hasn't it? Yeah. Whereas I
0: know an awful lot about it. If you want any <laughs> tips, and being bummed. Actually, one of the one of the Brit comedy things someone pointed out the other day, um, which there, you are not. There's a Britcom confessions, which neither of you are in, which where comedy fans reveal their sexual fantasies about. That doesn't enormously Comedy surprise people. me. I'm a slightly surprised, because usually any double act... It is often two men that they... I think there's, I think there's a this lot. Is, he's
2: being nice now. This is what he tweeted as well. I said I'd return to this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Man is so hideous, even a pervert wouldn't fuck him. <laughs>
1: he envisaged a situation where you were being bummed by my brother.
2: And uh, Just to be clear about this, it's not like we're showbiz mates, like, because we both do podcasts, you know, hang around (laughs) down the pub, and he's like, oh yeah, he's so hideous, even a pervert wouldn't fuck him. Never met him. (laughs) Never met him, and he tweeted that. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember watching Richard Herring on the telly when I was a kid, I thought he was great.
0: (laughs) That wasn't me,
2: that was the character Richard Herring,
0: who is not... (laughs) very... I was very angry that Andrew Collins stopped doing the Collins and Heron podcast, mainly because we were catching you up in numbers of podcasts and about to overtake you. Whereas now history will
1: always show yeah. you to be inferior.
0: It will, yeah. So well, I'm very okay. angry with him
2: because of that. Well, you, it, kind of, it, it made me feel, in a way, flattered that on Good. some level the, the comedy character Richard Heron yeah. was in some way vulnerable, yeah. <laughs> was in some way jealous of what we'd achieved from <laughs> Helen's sitting room. So we do a podcast from Helen's sitting room yeah. with no money, no reputation, no representation. And Richard decides that we are his mortal enemies. <laughs> I, there's Jimmy Carr in the world. I know, but that's what's the fun in not hating him. What's it's the fun, fun to, in hating It's fun him?
0: to make enemies of two very nice people.
2: <laughs> that's, what I, that's the way I feel. But i was kind of flattered. I was kind of flattered. Yeah, you should be flattered. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, in a violating well, nice. sort of you way. You saying you were hideously ugly. Yeah. You're much better looking in real life than you seem on the photos.
1: Or in... <laughs> in audio
0: form. Yeah. You're quite nice looking. Yeah, and That's why I'm surprised there's no brickcom thing. But the one, the, one that the Brit Comedy Confession on about me and Stu is someone saying they like to imagine me and Stu having sex with each other and they imagine that Stu is on top. Oh yeah. Uh, and then someone said that's a bit unfair to Richard and uh, I said there is no way that I'd want to put my penis in Stuart Lee's rattled anus. <laughs> uh, so...
2: It's one for the DVD box, isn't it? It, it is.
0: <laughs> so I'd happily... Yeah, who wouldn't want to be bummed by Stuart Lee? Come on. He might pass on some of his
2: comedy uh, magic.
1: I imagine you would be quite a bossy bottom, though.
2: Yeah. I might <laughs> <laughs> imagine being bummed by Stuart Lee would be quite an intense experience. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. I imagine with you, to be honest, it would be quite... You are imagining it, then. That's yeah. what yeah. you're yeah.
1: saying. Yeah. I feel like he's fully clothed and also yeah. jeering.
2: <laughs>
1: so it's a very subordinate position to be in. Yeah.
0: And it would tell go you, on for a long time, that's the problem. Yes. And just be
2: the same thing over yeah, and yeah. over again. There'd be no variety in the bumming.
0: And you comment on it do... as it goes along. Yeah, yeah.
2: How I've reacted. Yeah. How he might have expected me to react, but I haven't at this point. You were yeah. expecting me to ejaculate, yeah. there, weren't you? But I did not ejaculate, as you expected. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean, it's really weird. I used to watch Lee and Herring, I was really excited. Here I am on stage with Richard Herring at the same time having a conversation with him saying I'm so ugly, even a pervert wouldn't fuck me. It's really weird.
1: You and what did he... bring it up though. I know,
2: because it was weird. I, I imagine could... it was just here in my mind
0: for like the whole interview so I never mentioned. <laughs> The thing is, I remember that I used to say stuff about you two, but I couldn't remember any of what it was. So <laughs> it's all. Well, it's, it's a good thing
1: you did it in a public forum. Yeah, then.
0: it's good. Yeah, yeah. So I could go. I could go back and listen, but I never do no. go back and listen to anything <laughs> it's I do. Probably the best. It was. It was, As I was saying to you, you interviewed me earlier, which is so. It's weird. So the tables have turned. I was very polite to you. Yeah. Uh, I when uh, with the the Collins and Herring Heron was sort of just, would say, would allow himself to say all the things that any normal person would repress. Mm. Uh, so there was a little, it's the little voice. It's a bit like Me Too from the Me One versus Me Too podcast. <laughs> he says whatever he, he, he's thinking. Uh, and so... You know, it's his fault, not my fault. I would you never. know, that's
1: not a legal defence.
0: <laughs> the things he did.
1: They...
0: It could work. It could work. We'll see. Anyway, look, let's talk about. Um, let's talk about the gap, being the gadgets correspondent on British Forces News. That's Lovely. what, that's to what
2: everyone's that. uh, come here to, t- yeah. to hear about. So, how, uh, did that, how did that come about? Well, you see, Richard, I've got a mortgage. Yeah. And um, uh, I genuinely, I like technology. Uh, and I was offered the opportunity to be the, there's no anecdote here really they can't have paid you that much they can't have paid you enough to pay your mortgage surely uh, I, at one point Richard I know yeah. it's hard to imagine I didn't even have my own radio show I was, I was you know on, on pover's street when it came to podcasting yeah. and I was happy to go for that but
0: um, it was good I watched
2: some of it it's good
0: oh thank you you. You, were, you were talking on a there was a thing that was sticking to, to stick into mobile phones that was like an old fashioned phone
1: it turns them into a machine gun, because it's for the forces. Well, that was
2: the, <laughs> <laughs> that was the awkward thing. I was always like, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to do... Like, because actually, it's quite interesting, actually. If you look at the demographics of people who buy gadgets, interestingly, someone told me this, this may be completely untrue. Apparently, uh, a lot of gay men buy gadgets, because more like to have disposable income, apparently. And a lot of people in the forces buy gadgets for the yeah. same reason. They're away from their family, they want to take gadgets away to them, with them when they go overseas. And so, actually, there is a market for, like, travel stuff, stuff that you can use outdoors, and so on. And I was like, that's great, but I don't really want to talk about guns, if that's okay. <laughs> but there's no reason that you say it's going to be on the internet afterwards. Like, the last thing you want is someone Googling your name, and then you sort of... I'm thinking about, like, share in the Turnback Time video, you know, astride a Strider, massive cannon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just didn't want to do that. Um, and, the yeah, no, they were very nice. I never had to talk about guns. Although I did talk about once about an app that silences out the sounds of guns <laughs> whilst you're firing a gun. Right. <laughs> so, but it's it's for target practice. It's not for shooting Afghans <laughs> with. Um, when you're when you're when you're using the gun, you put these special headphones, your your iPhone headphones, on underneath your, your gun headphones and it plays a little noise. It knows when you're firing the gun, and then you you don't get deafened.
1: You say that's for practice, but is there a pro version that is for real combat (laughs) situations? And it doesn't have ads on.
2: They always get you with a free trial, don't they? (laughs) And before you know it, you're shooting people. Same thing happens with love film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got at least two people
0: from the British forces who listen to this, so maybe they've... Maybe they've seen... It's it's unlikely.
2: I I mean, because I was on the... This is the weird thing. What do the people,
0: the British forces... I suppose they're not always, like, in the battlefield. I'm sort of imagining them sort of in a trench... Going, we must find out about the light. Watch out, there's bombs. No, I want to find out about the gadgets. Ollie, <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Man's on. What is Ollie Man
2: going to say about the iPhone 4S? You're
1: like a forces sweetheart, aren't you? Like the uh, 21st century Betty Grable.
2: I, I prefer to think of, think of myself as Vera Lynn, but uh, yeah.
1: She's she's alive, being Vera Lynn. So I'm not sure Vera
2: Lynn is the 21st century Vera Lynn, though. In fairness, she's very much the 20th century I've met Vera Lynn. She's a very,
0: very nice lady. I've met Marguerite Patton.
1: It's not a well, contest for all can't. the people you've
0: met. No, good just mentioning just women you've seen. Less- <laughs> I don't know who that is. though. So she's like, she's another pres- bit of wartime totty, oh, okay. basically.
2: She was the woman who used to do the cooking. She did the first cooking shows in the UK, and it was all about how to make things using rations. Yeah. And she did the whole thing about, like, ho-ho, you may have some potato peat at home, and you may have some Colin the carrot, and I'll show you a delicious recipe of how to make it at home yourself. And it was all about how to make disgusting food <laughs> from what was available in rations. And I met her, and she was nice. She's still alive now, or she sadly died? I think she's still alive. ask. Yeah. She told me that if you're going to juice a kiwi, the best thing to do is put it in the blender with the skin, because you get the roughage. And I thought, a woman in her 90s, she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was... Uh,
0: my dad, when... Because I know Vera because I, I work, do some work for Scope, and she's a patron of Scope as well, or helps with this uh, school. And uh, my dad found out I was going to meet her, and then he bought a... Uh, he said, "I've got a I've got a copy of Viralyn's autobiography I bought in a second-hand shop. Uh, you know Viralyn. Can you get it signed for me?" And I said, "Well, no, I don't really know her, I and mean, you haven't even bought the book. That's like it's not even a proper sale for her." But then the scope arranged it, So my dad met Vera Lynn, which was very exciting. Did
1: but, they hit it
0: off? Uh, he was he was all right. I was worried about him being uh, offensive and you know saying the wrong thing, which he often does in, in an amazing if we
2: get on, I'm going to bomb you to death. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to books that you buy in charity shops, yeah. I've got a Quentin Crisp memoir, which I got from a charity shop for 20p, and it was a signed one. Right. You open it up and it said, To Jill, Happy Christmas, <laughs> Quentin Crisp. And it, it didn't look like it was a book signing. It looked like... He'd given it as a present. <laughs> a friend. And yeah. she'd given it to Oxfam. So all I could think was she'd died and yeah. then the relatives didn't notice it was signed or didn't know who Quentin Crisp was. Yeah. But on the one hand, I'd feel it was exciting to have a collectible with the signature of a dead author. Yeah. On the other hand, when it's dedicated to someone else, a bit sad. Was it Jill with a J or Jill with a G? Do you know someone who'd like it? My sister's called Jill. Okay. I think it's with a J. Yeah, great. Brilliant.
0: Okay. <laughs> get Lynn to <Linter> sign it, get you that? (Laughter) Very, very confusing for my sister <laughs> uh, would you like this book? I don't really know Quentin Crisp is, hasn't he been dead for several years I still come that's what's really impressive <laughs> <laughs> good uh, and uh, the index of the Marlborough Cricket Club that's why people have come to see this yeah. to hear about that so let's yeah. get that out of the way
1: some of my finest work
0: what? just I, the index
1: I think I proofread it as well Richard okay. yeah because you don't want any mistakes in such an interesting book you don't you really don't. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a dark period of my life. I know Russell Brand came on and talked about having sex with prostitutes and <laughs> wanking off people when he was on heroin. All I've got is the index of the Marlebone Cricket Club <laughs> Index of a book about the Queen's stamps. That's
0: good. The Queen's no. stamps?
1: The, yeah, the Queen's got a massive stamp collection. She? She, she gets them diff-
0: for free, though. I bet she has her, fa- <laughs> yeah. her face is on them.
1: A- she is the face of stamps. <laughs> and it, It's been in the family for generations, because... They've all been the face of stamps.
0: Yeah. It only since 1840 when uh, Roland Hill them, yeah. brought in the... Uh,
1: history graduate. Thank only. you. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's what I remember from... Uh, the only history I remember is from my O-level, to be honest, and that was from my O-level for history. Mostly stamp-based. Yeah, well, a lot of stuff happened in 1840, because it's basically the... Uh, two,
1: two years before a lot of revolts. Was yeah.
0: It? But wasn't the, the, the police force 1840-ish? It was around then Queen Victoria came to the yeah. throne, wasn't it? So the Victorians got a lot of shit done, Richard. They did. They, did. Well,
1: they had a lot of time, though. Mm. Being Victorians.
0: Why did they have a lot of time?
1: Well, it's a very long reign.
0: <laughs> as, as you know. That's yes, I do. True.
1: No regency or anything?
0: Well, we're, we're, the Elizabethan uh, second
2: era is nearly as long now.
1: Yeah, and what have we done? That's true, isn't it? That's oh, who
2: we'd compare ourselves yeah. with, is the Victorians for the length of time we've had.
1: Well, we've got the internet. Yeah, we
2: did the internet. Look what had we're putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Terrible. Mainly
0: bumming based material. <laughs> And how did you get involved in uh, Keith Lemon's Lemonade and other projects? Well, well actually, th- actually we, we have no shame
2: about that. That was...
0: Uh,
1: Waving money in our faces. <laughs> yeah. You don't have
0: to be ashamed. I'm not asking you to be ashamed. You're not Stephen Merchant. You don't did- have to take... Don't <laughs> think, just don't think I'm bringing something up to take the piss. I'm inter- I'm genuinely interested.
1: There was something amazing in that show that I'm imagining you haven't seen. I, had, I didn't watch it. In which um, they dress yeah. Keith as one of those giant... is a giant fairground grabber and hover him from the ceiling of the studio, and you had to pick things up off the floor. Well, right.
2: Lemon Drops, the feature was called. Did you <laughs> Not come up with the name? To, no. We didn't come up with the name, but we did come up with the thing on Celebrity Juice, where it, it was Ant and Dec, and there was a game involving measuring Ant's forehead. <laughs> I can't remember what they did to Dec. And also, Helen came up with the thing with um, McFly... Um, what's in my McFly Uh,
1: I also came up with a game in which Danny Dyer got hit really hard with a baguette in the stomach and apparently left a huge red mark so I've left my mark Um,
2: but how it came about in answer to your question is that the producer of Celebrity Juice uh, listens to our show and uh, asked us if we'd like to come for lunch that's what happened that's how it begins. That's how it that's how begins. begins. Yeah. There's no we such like, thing as a free You know free what lunch. we'd really like to do? We'd really like to do our own chat show, and we'd really like to do a show that's kind of like answer me this, but on TV. And oh, you produce radio shows as well, don't you? Would you like to produce a radio show with us? And he was like, Yeah, would you like to write some knob gags for Fern Cotton? And we're like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that, um, but it was been it's been good it's been good to us. He's still working with. Did he work on Celebrity through the Keyhole?
1: No. no. Good,
2: because
0: that was the worst thing I've ever asked. <laughs> Did you see that?
1: Have they asked you can't to be really
0: on it? No, they haven't. I do occasionally Rude. get asked to do those kind of things. I think he knows that I don't really uh, care for his work. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a feeling they wouldn't. I've been, I was asked to do Celebrity Juice by a very ni- the very nice first producer of that. Uh-huh. And I said, I can't really...
1: And yet you did that celebrity canoeing show or whatever
0: it was. Uh, it was... Rowing? <laughs> rowing Apologies. <canoeing. laughs> rowing, yeah, because I was... Yeah, I you got went to, in a coracle. I, t- I got taught to row by Steve Redgrave, which I would say is better than
2: joking about uh, Holly Willoughby's breasts.
0: Well, you I'd, say say that. bit, yeah. I'd say that was well, a, that
2: was a thing. Once you start, you can't stop. We've spent yeah. days just writing jokes about Holly Willoughby's tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> when you know you're getting paid for it and getting paid per joke, it's great. You can even work out the rate per tit and that's yeah.
1: fun. <laughs> Also, well, people treat it like you're doing something really serious and important. Yeah. They're very reverential. Yeah.
2: yeah, it is brilliant. Guys, do you need anything? Because uh, we're just going out to do a coffee run. I know you're writing some, some really tough material about Peter Andre's knob. So, I mean, if you need anything, <laughs> anything at all to help you with that. No, we're, we're fine since the runner came in 10 minutes ago and gave us free sandwiches. Thank you. It's great, it's great. You get treated very well as a writer. Much better. I used to be a TV researcher. Yeah. No one, no one cares when you're a TV researcher. You're the guy doing that, you're the guy getting people the sandwiches. When you're having the sandwiches, it's got for you. You should go to the Holiday Inn Express any morning.
0: <laughs> so honestly, you can have as much. You could stock up for the whole day. You would never have to do anything for the food again.
2: Well, actually, I've got a, a, little, a little secret about the Holiday Inn Express. Have you, have you been to the one in Salford? Um... Yeah, um, I did stay at one in Salford, yeah. But they do
1: check that you're staying there before you're at, allowed at the breakfast buffet, though, oh, so your, your ruse would be uncovered. Yeah,
0: that's because they're aware, but I've stayed at a few where they don't. Definitely the one in Lincoln and definitely the one in Cambridge. Maybe it's just the kind of Fen-like areas where they trust...
1: <laughs> you're like the Edward trust... Snowden of Holiday Inn free buffets.
2: <laughs> anyway, Holiday Inn Express, Salford. Yeah. If you go back a second, or maybe it's third time, I can't remember, and you smile nicely when you get there free Kit Kat wow
1: (laughs) just two fingers though not four
2: (laughs) two fingers and a Kit Kat that's the kind of material (laughs) we'd be writing (laughs) for celebrities so yeah you'd you'd get the Kit Kat and your room it's just there they don't mention it Right. it's just always there and I, we saw John Motson the football commentator there because this is really weird Holiday Inn Express in Salford is like the Holiday Inn to the stars now because it's next yeah, to the BBC yeah. and Motti was there and he was having do you remember he was saying to the manager oh thanks for getting my Kit Kat love <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for getting me my Kit Kat like he was. He thought he was special and yeah. I was like I've
1: got
0: a Kit Kat it's not just you so you're, you're from the British Forces yeah. gadget show they probably <laughs> recognised you from that so yeah, yeah, that's where you got that Scott Bennett, Helen, has asked me to ask you, how do you feel about your flat being on BBC Two's Jonathan Mead's documentary on brutalism?
1: Whoa, how did he find that out? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen my flat on there, but <laughs> it's not that brutalist of flats. No. Inside, it's, it's got quite an 80s vibe because there's a pine room divider. That, I don't I'm really a know what brutalism
0: that. is, and I'm sure that many of my viewers don't either, so it's very I'll concrete-y. pretend that I do know, and then yeah. you can say.
1: Yeah, it's angular, it's concretey. Right. Um, I suppose it it looks like um, if you'd Locked up a blob of concrete and then put people inside. Right. Does that bring any mental images? That's not the kind of place I live, though. Right. Yeah. So why
0: is your flat on the documentary by Jonathan Meads?
1: I don't know. I've not seen the context. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it. And Jonathan Meads standing outside, going, "Look at this shit."
0: <laughs> I can imagine he got inside your inside your flat and filmed inside. But no. Maybe outside. maybe
1: he rang all of the buzzers <laughs> like a Jehovah's Witness.
2: Now it's that like, would be a really interesting take on through the keyhole, wouldn't it? You were saying yeah. you weren't keen on the new format. Yeah. What if they just broke into celebrity houses <laughs> without permission at all.
1: Burgled by Keith Lemon, how yeah. do you feel? <laughs> but that's
2: almost what it does. That's why I don't
0: like it, because he goes really fiddling into That's why I would never, I mean, even yeah. if it wasn't Keith Lemon, it's he all goes set into up, your. It's all He gets all your stuff out and puts it on your pants. It's all before, and isn't it?
1: But it's still, it's still it's your still, pants. It's
2: still your, I don't even know if it's your pants. Okay. Is, got it, some,
1: is it even your house? I wonder. That could be a production house. Would you it open could. up your house to a TV group? I wouldn't. Group? I was
2: asked
0: to uh, do uh, Celebrity Come Dine With Me. Hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. And you said and, no? Uh, and I said no to that. Did Why? you? But, cause, well, because it takes five nights to yeah. do it for a start. <laughs> and they don't really pay you that much, but also I was working. So I
2: don't have five nights in a row where I'm not doing a gig. Uh, and uh, That would be awful I if can't... that was your night and you, uh, the entertainment you'd laid on was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't you were just cook. doing a stand-up gig, gave everyone a bit of takeaway. Was like, yeah. When I did do the one about the rowing, the, the one thing I
0: said to them was, is there any point you're going to be filming us while asleep? Because that was, thats as far as I don't want to go, you know. Because a, I snore a lot, and b, I just think there's sort of the human
2: dignity aspect of it is yeah, quite—it's so Actually,
1: vulnerable to sleep.
2: I am. It's funny you mentioning my tiny penis because yes. um, the thing that I've always been thinking about is if I ever—this ridiculous thing to even think about. Why do I think about it? If I ever got invited onto Big Brother. Yeah. Would I be comfortable in the one where they do have cameras in the bathroom? Because they always say they're not going to use it, don't they? But then if there's an incident in the bathroom, yeah, I'm sure I saw the outline of Lee Ryan's cock in the last series, yeah. and I'm sure you that was have to justified. Really pause it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure that was justified. And I think the justification was well, if you put it into Google Lee Ryan's cock, you'll get a picture of Lee Ryan's cock. So what difference does it make?
1: Justified by art. But
2: yeah, he wouldn't have been asked about that, would he? No, no. I like the fact that you worry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you would be in the bathroom doing something interesting enough for your penis to be shown. It just seems un- it seems quite an unlikely chain of events that A, you get invited on, B, you're in the bathroom, yeah. Yeah. C, you've suddenly decided to get off with one of the women
2: on Big Brother for some reason. Yeah.
1: But just in seems- case, you're going to then- wear a boiler suit under all of your clothes <laughs> all still, the time.
2: Still worth having the clause in the contract though, isn't it? Just yeah. to be it's, sure.
1: It is worth. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's,
0: it's when... Because that... I thought that was very. I didn't see much of this last series of uh, Big Brother, but it seemed undignified that they, they were uh, handcuffing Lionel Blair to a bloke and making him. You know, the, like an 80-year-old man or yeah. however old he is being handcuffed to someone else. Mm. There's no dignity to it.
1: Well, I haven't seen it since that woman shoved a wine bottle up her back. Yeah, that was So good. maybe dignity has uh, been <laughs> yeah. reduced
0: since then. But I think she sort of chose to <laughs> allow her dignity. It's not like they go, can you take this wine bottle and insert mm. it just, just in any event. Just any jazz
1: of it. it. <laughs> what was her name? Happens. Are you
2: being deliberately coy? Kinga. 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 If that happened now, there'd be an account for King of Snatch when they're on Twitter. Yeah,
1: within about ten minutes. Yeah. But after three days, it would not be at all funny. Yeah. That was not an p- attempt at a wordplay. <laughs> it sounded a bit like I said funny, you see. But oh, funny, funny. funny, Oh, OK, right, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, the vowel was ambiguous, yeah. but not deliberately. Thanks
0: for clarifying. I
1: wish I hadn't. <laughs>
0: So there was a lot of things I could do. We all talk about Answer me this at some point. Nah. Uh, but uh, there were a lot of things on Ollie. ollie has got a very professional website.
1: It's quite um, bright, though, isn't it? It, well, it
0: is. It, it is. But it, it lists all of his. It lists all. He's got like you go to a page and it lists. There's boxes of all the different shows he does, and you can click on them and see clips. Whereas your website is lovely. I don't want m- to
1: brag about all of the many amazing things I've done. You don't really brag about stuff. But it's I don't mainly, work
0: much. It's mainly about quilts you've made and yeah furniture you've managed to cobble together
1: did you see uh, there was
0: which is good. i like that it's better than you know but yeah. well, i will talk about it's, it's what... about my life better than a my website thanks richard yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well it's more interesting it's interesting yeah. you know to no see only that only side. Is, yes. we see the professional side of ollie man we don't mm, see right, any of yeah. the personal side whereas the others it's the other way around mm. yeah. really yeah.
1: mainly there, there was a bit of fake taxidermy on there that i made out of a pair of trousers a stag's head that's got a, a squeaker in the nose did you, did you, did you get I that didn't see. i didn't get
0: to see that one i must look up for that Make it's your got... own. I will. You made it out of a pair of trousers. Old trousers and it... a stag's head. Did you kill a
2: stag and then put?
1: I just covered it in trousers. <laughs> no, I suffocated it with the trousers.
2: Just for the likeness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a
2: handicrafter? You don't strike your No, I'm a not. Cra- Look no. at the, my hands. Are not, they're You've like. You've got a, dumpy fingers. I've got very
0: dumpy fingers. That are, but this is a proper fact. If, mm. you, if anyone ever asks right. for this on an answer, be this. Yeah. My hands are the exact same size of shape as Hermione's from Harry Potter's. I love that! Wow. I love I've that! I put my hands into her handprints. Exa- and that is kind of horrifying. <laughs> um, just try and get it for. It's so. The, the idea that her hands are that stumpy, on... <laughs>
1: she looks like quite
0: a, uh, you know... Uh, Elfin. Yeah, Elfin, and then, and then these stumpy kind of dwarf many, many hobbit many. hands on the end of it. And they're, they're, that thick, they're that thick and the fingers, it was
1: exact. Are, are, are concrete exactly. ones exact, though? Is there not a bit of room for getting your hand out of the well, solidifying it, concrete? It, it
0: absolutely completely filled it like I was like sort of Harrison been. Ford in that thing yeah, on the other side.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and yet... Amazingly, you know, many, many, many men have fantasised about Emma Watson giving them a handjob. Yeah, well, I did got j- exactly that.
0: I do a joke in the show, in one of my show saying that you know, if you close your eyes, I could travel the country, providing a different service. Yeah. For, for the adult, it's the same size as the adult, Hermione. I'm not going to wank off blokes. who want to be wanked off by the child, Hermione. I'm not, not catering for perverts. Just normal
2: blokes who want to be wanked off by a man with the same size hands. Well, they're close. It's more sellable than mine though, because yeah. my hand double is the 16th century poet John Donne. <laughs> is it? If you, if you look at a portrait of John Donne, exactly the same fingers, <laughs> long fingers. A picture of him holding a book, yeah. and it's exactly the same. Wow. Yeah. I like John Donne.
0: Busy old fool, unruly son. Why dost thou? Can't remember a it. more. <laughs> I, mean, more than I knew one bit. of them quite. I knew. So I did it for A. I did John Donne for A level, so I used to know quite a lot of those poems. Mm. But I'll, we'll come back to that later. It's like it's, it's a very. Uh, Oh, I like this podcast. It's going well. Got on to John Dunn and wanking off blokes. That, that's probably never happened. Someone's talked about Hermione from Harry Potter wanking off blokes, and then that reminds me of John Dunn. I know. did
1: in my finals and I failed. Did you? Yeah. He's no. good.
0: I liked it. But John Dunn is an interesting man because he started off writing very bawdy and you know there's a great one about a uh, flea biting uh, this flea's already bitten me and it's bitten you so our blood is already entwined together so we might as well have a shag mm. uh, and then he becomes very religious at the end after uh, Quite his often wife happens dies. doesn't yeah. it just it i does. think their
1: urges abate. bait it's yeah. like wb Yeats as well he stops being so angry because yeah. he's sublimated his body and then he's like oh but actually i'm trapped in this body and i'm gonna die
0: yeah i'm getting there myself saint augustine as well Really. God give me uh, ch- ch- was it? God give me chastity. But is anyone not yet. still in the room? <laughs> I'd say what I like about this podcast is we can go in any direction yeah, we yeah, want yeah. to go. We don't have to. It doesn't have to be about bumming. It can be but about. But
1: as long as John Dunn wrote things about bumming, we can he, talk about. He probably
2: them. did. i think I reckon he did. I, I reckon he definitely bummed. Something. It wouldn't have been called that, would it? <laughs> no.
1: John Dunn's bum fun. No. <laughs> At the time, no. Now it might. Yeah, now when it whenever,
0: he'd, whenever he'd bum someone at the end, did would go, I'm done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you see, this is why modern authors wouldn't have this conversion, w- which you're talking about, whereas they get older, they seem more sophisticated, actually. Kind of because of the internet and because we all feel we need to know about people's sex lives or we have access to that information. It seems to me like, actually, people who start quite serious now end up being very base, like Harold Pinter. Yeah. You know, well, serious, serious work. Being Jermaine on, Greer, yeah. Yeah,
1: big
2: brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And write, and write books being like, oh, well, I quite like 14-year-old boys. They're hot, aren't they? Weird. <laughs> you know, starting quite high-minded. Was that her or you, the 14-year-old? 14... <laughs> that, oh, that was Jermaine. That, that was, was me Jermaine. channeling Jermaine as that well was Rick. <laughs> It
0: was good. Just checking. So, Ollie Mann, you, one of the many things that I've seen, well, a couple of exciting things, you have just been on... The Alan Titchmarsh show today. This is like a really shit version of This Is Your Life. Isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> this is your day. He came
0: on and said, to, "He came and said, I've just been on the Alan Titchmarsh Titchmarsh show discussing uh, the North-South divide." Yeah. And I said, "I've just watched a clip of you on the Alan Titchmarsh show from five years
2: ago yeah. discussing the North-Side divide with uh, Boris Johnson's sister." That's right. Yeah. Had yeah. your
1: opinions changed much?
2: I think the thing about the Alan Titchmarsh show uh, and all ITV daytime programming is that actually... As a political
1: forum, um, (laughs) never better.
2: uh, You could effectively show the same episode every day because a a large proportion of the audience aren't in control of the remote because in care homes you can't (laughs) be, can you? Um, No, they, 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 you know, it's a relevant discussion, Richard, the North-South divide. It's one worth having every five years. <laughs> With the same was, it, was, it, was Boris Johnson's sister there again, or was it different? No, people? I was up against, actually, this really great guy, um, whose name escapes me. Wow, uh, you, know, you just met him this afternoon? I met him this afternoon. He's got a, like, an alliterative name, like Pete Phillips or something. It's awful, that I can't remember his name. But anyway, he's a, he's a legend of late-night Liverpool radio. OK. He, does anyone here know who I'm talking about? He does an overnight show in Liverpool. Pete Price, there we go, thank you. It's uh, very good, this audience, well done. Very good.
0: Um, that Pete... was Pete Price there, that's showing there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I meant something to you, only you forgot so soon?
2: Uh, he was a dude, so it was great to meet him, yeah. actually. And th- that's the and thing. then about... immediately forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, di- I do an overnight show myself now, yeah. so this is a weird... I normally wake up at 2pm and don't start work till 10.30pm, so yeah. this is a weird... I've already done two bits at work, if you can call this work. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, why I'm uh, being a bit fried. But, uh, yeah, no, he was... Uh, I don't know. Did anything Who won?
1: happen? Who won?
2: I can't tell you because it was better? a pre-record. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it doesn't happen till Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. But, but actually, um, this show doesn't go out. OK, good. I won. You won. I won, it. yeah. <laughs> Did Alan Titchmarsh decide? You have won. <laughs> the audience decide. They're all given paddles. Oh, are they? Yeah, and they get to vote for which... I was yellow for some reason. He was blue. And what were you arguing? I was... Ar- Do we, we argue, have to talk about are, Yeah. <laughs> OK, I was arguing that the South <laughs> is better than the North... Okay. But, no, let's not do it here. We're not on ITV <laughs> now.
0: And this, this show was in London, and they asked the audience to vote on who was right.
2: <laughs> Which, I, I agree, seems loaded. <laughs> but you, you have to remember, I think most of the audience probably are northern on telly, and of course, Alan himself is northern, and they yeah. love Alan. So it's not as simple as it seems. Yeah, it I was, you know, it's going to be 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, I was really worried actually, this is why I went and got this suit, this suit took a lot of thinking, believe it or not, Okay. Um, because um, I was like, I want something that looks kind of traditional, that's why I went for wool, because I've realised this Richard, I've, you probably realised this, telly is all about how you look, right, it's not about what you're saying, it's the opposite of radio and podcasting, which is all about thinking a thing, saying it, the audience hear it, and then they react. Telly is just about how you look. So after I've been on TV, all I get is tweets saying, oh, you look a bit fat in that. I can see your bald spot. Uh, where do you get your watch from? That's it. Nothing about think, what I've said. Do you think that wearing a
0: wool suit will stop
2: them pointing out there?
1: No, There's, what I... Just what I t- to cover up his bald spot. I <laughs> see <laughs> it's not on your head. No, what I want, it's his knee. Don't what, look. Don't I mean,
2: look. No, what I want them to say is, I like your suit. Because yeah. then they're saying that rather than, no, uh, you're so ugly a pervo wouldn't even fuck you. For yeah. example. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I, I thought I'd go and get a new suit for this, and it was quite a difficult process because I thought I want something that looks traditional. Because yeah. I'm aware how they were pigeoning, pigeonholing me. They wanted me to come on and be like the posh guy from the south of England up yep. against Pete Price from, from Scouse World. <laughs> and I thought, what they want. Things they, they chose pretty well. <laughs> I mean, they made a good choice. I thought, I thought, what they want is for me to be Katie Hopkins, basically. Yeah. They want yeah. me to go on and be a right? You can say it. I know I can say cunt on a podcast <laughs> but it doesn't feel right. It still doesn't feel right that word, does it? But they did. They wanted me to yeah. go on and do that and I thought I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to go on and I'm going to look like a nice man. You'd be happy if your daughter brought home <laughs> Yeah. and I'm going to say unpalatable I would, things. I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> I'd say you've brought home a man that even a pervert wouldn't <laughs> fuss <fucking So happy." laughs> up. So, so that's what I was aiming for with this suit but then I was like tweed would be too far in the yeah. um, Brian Sewell sort of direction, you know? Yeah. So I went for red...
0: But see, as Whoa. someone who does do quite a lot of these opinion kind of shows, mm. wouldn't you certainly think it'd be a good idea for, for you to pretend to be uh, outrageous like Katie Hopkins is doing yeah. in order to
2: get more work? Yes, I think it would, but that's when you've got to make the decision about your own morality, isn't it? <laughs> that comes back to the come-dine-with-me decision, doesn't it? It does. I've, you know, I've met Katie Hopkins in green rooms. She's perfectly pleasant in real life. She's acting. She's like, I know what they want me to do. They want yeah. me to go on and say everyone on benefits is a terrible person. Um, and everyone who suffers (laughs) brings it upon themselves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, divorced families shouldn't have any money from the state. And I'm not even sure she really believes those things. She definitely doesn't. She's playing a circus pantomime villain. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That's not why we started a podcast, so that we have to pretend about what we think. Mm. So it's difficult, isn't it?
1: I have lied the whole time, though. All seven years we've been doing the podcast. Just
2: pretended to be my friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you've also been on The Lorraine Show... (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was How I did that I my...
0: did that job though. I did a job. I was for a little while I was on the Lorraine Show in the mm. early 2000s. Oh yeah. And then I got sacked.
1: What were you what was your job on it? Well,
0: I had to go on and do talk about funny things because I did, she did a sky one then she, and then I got promoted I did the sky one and was funny a couple mm. of times. Mm. I was on with Katie Price and uh, we were meant to be talking about what anno- I was meant to say what annoyed me about women and she was meant to say what annoyed about men. Mm-hmm. Mine were all sort of jokey, you know, stupid ones. Yeah. And she said I don't like it when they have sex with you and then they don't phone you. <laughs> uh, it was just absolutely I was doing quite ribald funny stuff yeah. and the camera were laughing and then she was just doing these tragic things yeah. but uh, luckily I was funny <laughs> and, uh, and then she went on to do quite well afterwards it was before she became uh, famous again uh, and uh, then I went on the ITV one and I did a couple of those and then I was doing Christmas gift ideas and they given me all these Christmas they were all sort of twee Christmas right. gifts. I like, assume key.
1: that you're not actually an expert then no, in I'm not. the choosing of Christmas gifts.
0: So, so they gave me lots of kitsch things. One of them was some mittens that you could hold hands with. I, was holding, I really liked the rain Kelly, and I was holding hands with her through these shared mittens, and I was mm. just going, "Oh, this is exciting!" Mm. And then they had a snow. That was globe. probably the moment where she was like, "Don't that, cook this guy again." She was a little, a little bit. But then the moment that got me into because I was meant to be going back the next week. I've been called in again yeah. uh, for the fright and there was meant to be back on Friday. And there was a snow globe, which was Joseph with Jesus on his back, and it was a snow globe. <laughs> And I said, "That's a nice gift for anyone whose you know dad isn't their real dad, who's, uh, <laughs> <you> can. <laughs> and that, that apparently yeah. was the straw that broke the camel's back.
2: Yeah. I thought that was quite funny. It's, it's difficult for 9:30 just... on live TV. <laughs> no, they
1: have to know somehow.
2: Because sometimes you, you, they, they actually try, sometimes, on daytime TV, they tell you what to say mm. as well as just we booked you because we think you're funny and interesting, come on and do this thing. You think there'd be trust there? And usually there is, but sometimes you'll get... And what it is, is it's because the researchers are all nervous because they'll get fired if something bad happens. You know, you just won't be asked on again, but the researcher will get fired. And I remember once someone came up to me and I was doing a paper review, and they came up to me and said, um, yeah, we'd like to touch on the story of uh, all the tourists trapped in the airport in Sharm el-Sheikh. And, uh, I mean, obviously, we think that's bad. (laughs) do you think I'm going to go on and say? <laughs> oh, it's so much fun being in an airport, isn't it? You can kill so much time there. You've got the internet you can pay for. You can pretend to get into the business class lounge. I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, so yeah, I think sometimes they can be a bit overprotective. And yeah. it's, it's because of people like you, Richard, it is. with wisecracks I like that. I thought I
0: was pretty, they liked me until then and then suddenly that was it. I was cut. I was cut out.
1: Maybe um, they just thought you'd reached the pinnacle of anything anyone could say on uh, <laughs> morning TV.
0: <laughs> Maybe. So let's. We, look, we're getting on. I haven't even asked you any emergency questions. That's how good you're being. Uh, so um, I'll ask you about Answer Me This. My first question about Answer Me This is Is Martin the sound man a ghost?
1: <laughs> he's in the room right now. Why does he. Why does he. Is
0: he? Or t- is he? Oh, he's here. Does he He's waving? that's good on an
1: audio show. Waving, well done, Martin.
0: <laughs> when nice. he speaks, his voice is all like, Oh, hello, yeah. i Martin." Yeah. I just
1: wondered
2: if he was—is he could still be dead? It's, that could yeah. be a
1: ghost. It's a birth defect,
2: is it? Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we don't talk about the reverb. Yeah. The first rule of reverb is you don't talk about the reverb. You're
1: talking about it now, yeah. Ollie. But I'm uncomfortable with it.
2: It's just because we're on a podcast talking about podcasting. I think we can make an exception okay. on this occasion. We just thought it was funny in episode one. <laughs> that's it. That's
0: why he has but a reverb. That's it, is, it. It sort of makes it sound like it's in a studio, because that's what in a studio, that's what happened. The, guy, will get, you know, the mm. guy who's not in the studio will say hello, and then it will come through on reverb.
1: Yeah. Whereas but you're not in
0: a studio, you're no, in your house. we're
1: in my living room. He's about two feet away from us. Sometimes his voice sounds different because his teeth are slightly glued together by chocolate eclair. <laughs> I like him.
2: He's the best one on it. I'm going to get he, him on. He kind of is the best one on it. He is. And, and actually, he, he definitely talks the most sense on it. <laughs> Um, and, and when we're editing it, it gives me an excuse to say to Helen, it's just like, yeah, I think you should cut a bit more of Martin because, you know, too much reverb, hard to listen to. <laughs> when actually I'm just like, get off my toes, sound man. And you have got, you have married Martin, yeah, the
0: sound Yeah, I, I am married to him. Wow. You look suspicious.
1: I'm not, you know. It was purely a business arrangement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you fall in love on the podcast or did you know each other before the we, podcast?
1: We were already a couple uh-huh. and then... He knew how to use microphones, so we got him on the podcast okay. instead of learning to do that ourselves.
0: It would have been nice if you were just he was just the guy there and then yeah. just increasingly you were
1: edging, <laughs> edging he was Ollie the third out. wheel. <laughs>
2: that would be nice. That, again, would be a more commercial story, wouldn't it? That would be oh, the case sorry. Hopkins sorry podcast for, marriages. Sorry for not
1: throwing my private life yeah. open to get your story.
2: <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> and
1: he's, he's taken
0: half of your name. Is that yeah. right? Yeah.
1: He's now Martin Zoltz-Ostwick,
0: yeah. whereas he was previously without the Zoltz. Do, do we not attempt to do it the other way around? Because then it would be A to Z rather than Z to A. I just,
1: Which would be cool, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, oh, oh Zoltz. Yeah, Wick. I we could put it all together. I've
1: not made a decision yet about my name, so would I'm up not? for suggestions.
0: Okay, I think you're definitely A to Z.
1: Did your wife take your name?
0: Uh, she has done in uh, our private life, but in, <laughs> in the public world. You she call her Richard? <laughs> 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 she, uh, she's Her passport is herring. Because uh, what a great name! Why wouldn't you want to be called? It is
2: a great I name? don't know.
1: Tell tell us how C. your school days were, and then C. we'll decide. C Herring.
2: That's a, that's are you a... are you funny about um, puns with the word herring in, like Richard Bacon is about bacon? I don't mind. I
0: do. I, uh, it doesn't come up that much. An occasion it does. I used to at school and stuff. But it, my dad was my headmaster, so that was more what I got teased about at mm. school. But I do. In my current show, I'm doing. A, I do a, a big routine about when I die, how Steve Bennett from Chortle is going to make a fish-based <laughs> pun depending on my death.
2: But if someone said to you, "We've got a great idea for an ITV chat." <laughs> it's hosted by you. It's called Pickled Herring. Yeah. Would you be like, oh, I'm not sure about that, I you genuinely just go I was asked in the 1990s oh, to it?
1: front
0: a Channel 5 <laughs> show about fishing.
1: <laughs> and again you said no. <laughs> I said no. Have you ever been asked to put your name to a range of roll mops? No.
0: But once... Once when I was in a supermarket, a man, an old man approached me with his hand towards my face going, herring, herring, (laughs) herring, and then he literally went behind my ear and then picked a jar of herring off. Uh, That's weird. What
1: so are the that odds? Was, that
2: was, it was fucking freaky. Did, did he ask you to sign it? No, he had no. He, he, he generally had no idea who I was. If an old guy approached me going man, 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 <laughs> I think I'd be legitimately freaked and out and by that. And then picked a man.
1: Oh, uh, I wish that. my surname was a noun. It sounds like so much fun. <laughs> but Richard
2: Bacon's really funny about it, is he? Does he yeah. not like it? He, when Five Live started his podcast, they called it Bacon Bits, right? For and about he insisted two weeks, they changed it. Yeah. it was up. It was on the internet. It was on iTunes. Insisted they changed it. Can't handle it. Your name's Bacon, you've got to handle it, I it's think. It's a bit... Well, like, someone on Twitter... That I saw Because I
0: searched myself on Twitter. So people say this is a vanity search, but it really isn't. Because you just find out horrible things. <laughs> uh, but uh, someone said that Richard Herring's name is essentially Dick Fish. Uh, and then I point... And, I, and he, you know, he hadn't added me in, so you shouldn't really reply, but I did. And I said, really, my name is Dick Herring. If you think about <laughs> it, which is but I'd never spotted them weird and then he said oh that's brilliant yeah. and then I said I'd never spotted that myself but Michael McIntyre when I uh, first time I met Michael McIntyre he says was his Dick observation Herring. about Dick Herring yeah. so you know he's very sharp Michael McIntyre
1: I've got, I've got you'd that.
0: think if you, who would you have thought would come up with the pun Dick Herring me or Michael McIntyre <laughs> me having lived my whole life with this <laughs> name <laughs> i am not spotted that
1: yeah. I've got a cookbook from the early 60s which is full of recipes to compel a man to marry you essentially yeah. and one of them is a herring recipe and it's saying maybe he'll put together herring and herring oh right but oh, that, that oh. probably was a sexual recipe uh, <laughs> there might have been a double, recipe.
0: double thing on that yeah you never know uh, so let, let's because uh, that went a bit weird uh, that, let's, a, let's ask
2: an emergency question it was well, my fault for going was that to, your one question about answer me this does Martin have a yeah. <laughs> is he a, a ghost? ghost yeah Jesus.
1: Seriously. Seven years. Seven
2: years we've been doing this podcast. Longer that's than you've I, been podcasting. That's, you that's
0: all I wanted to know. know about. And then I saw he's over there. Oh, so it's really he's important. gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was there, wasn't he? Martin b-
1: died 20 years ago. I don't
0: generally talk about people's most uh, famous work. Right, okay. You know, with you, it yeah. obviously means I have to go quite... Go quite Deep. <laughs> deep. <laughs> I should ask some emergency questions. If you had to choose between having a, a tit that dispensed talcum powder, this is to both of you, so dry. or a, tr- a finger that could travel through time, which would you choose? And you can ask any auxiliary questions.
1: Just to. just the finger, though, so you don't just, know yeah. what the finger gets up to in your absence. You can,
0: you can look through and you can feel. You'll okay. still be able to feel. So oh, it'll right. make a wormhole. Uh, you can look, for you, you might be able to get your tiny penis through there as well. <laughs> Uh, so it's good we've got that established as a callback. <laughs> isn't it? Could,
1: could you change Ollie's to Time Travelling Penis or Talcum to?
0: Well, I, I have thought about making it about a time travelling penis anyway, because that would be more, you know, you could have more fun. Basically, if you had a time, this is an auxiliary question. It could be an adult
1: if, swim cartoon, couldn't it? Time travelling penis. <laughs> good.
0: You could. You could. Who would you have sex with if you if you had a time-travelling penis, Ollie? Or a time-travelling vagina or a time-travelling penis, Ellen. You could oh. feel it as if you were there. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be, it would go through a wormhole and then into... Viraline, the, the, in Ollie's case. <laughs> well, the, the young Viraline. You don't have
2: to travel through time. It's, to have it's sex a genital virulin. drone, basically, <laughs> yeah. isn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a bit like doing my British Forces <laughs> gadget corresponding. So if I had a genital drone, who yeah. would I go for? That can travel through time. That can travel through time. Who
0: would you go for? I don't know. It's very hard. I did see someone I think Queen a, Elizabeth
2: I sorry I just had to Queen, Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth first, first. Yes. Well, you've you've bagsied her no one else can have her uh,
0: Just because of the virginity because that's why partly that yeah, partly because I could wipe it
2: on the rough <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know if there's a hashtag in white faced facial but I don't know <laughs>
0: Uh, I once, I I don't know who it was, but I once saw a very attractive woman in a 16th century uh, oil painting who I did quite fancy. And then, but then you, you know, because of the unbridgeable chasm of time, that's a a cursed love, isn't it? So I'd go back and find a real one of her.
1: Yeah, but you'd have to turn your penis into a painting of a penis, maybe, and then juxtapose them.
0: Which you could do now. Are you saying I'm not saying I want to have sex with the painting? (laughs) And if I did want to have sex with the painting, I would use my own penis rather than drawing.
2: Do you get the thing where there's a famous bit of footage of someone? Yeah. And because it gets shown a lot and you get older, you're then the same age as that person and then older than that person each time you see it. And suddenly you go from being not at all interested to actually, yeah, I would.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you had that? Uh, I can't think exactly of that, but I I, I had that exactly the other idea. day. It was, it was, was that
1: when they were showing footage of Shirley Temple after she died? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it was at Mandela's funeral. And I was just thinking, it was, no, it was, um, no, no, it wasn't that. Um, it, it was uh, Rebecca Wade. Rebecca Wade, who, who, when I see pictures of her now, I don't fancy her. Yeah. But when you see that picture of her and she's in the newsroom, you know, when she's there with Andy Coulson and they're using that really old computer in the News of the World newsroom which gets shown all the time. When I was the age that was happening, I was about ten. Yeah. But now I look at that picture and I think that's quite fancy. Rebecca Wade so, when she was twenty-seven, and the kind of like the,
0: the, uh, the redhead ladies
1: who are powerful. Yeah. In the powerful redhead. redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yes, her and Queen yeah. Elizabeth. Would you nurse, get
1: her yeah. to wear a ruff? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I would. Is there
0: anyone you'd like to have sex with from history if you, you know if your husband sadly died? I don't think it counts as. Uh, I don't I think it until. actually counts as cheating because if it's
1: is it on the free, free five list?
0: As long as it's back beyond it can't go back to some time within your marriage or your relationship that would be cheating but if you've gone back any time before that then you can't really say yeah sorry I fucked someone in 1873 (laughs) but that was before you were alive so I think that is before we got together certainly I think the
1: trouble is that just you're running a high risk of getting syphilis aren't you if you do any historical work. but you can treat that
0: now so it's right. if anything you're risking giving them AIDS which they don't have (laughs) yeah right I am they really can't treat it yeah I am (laughs) that's, they're more at risk than you are, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because you, know, you can treat everything they can give you.
1: What would happen in a film is that the time-travelling mechanism went wrong and your genitals were stuck in the past. <laughs> and they couldn't find their way home. What I would you do?
2: There is a brilliant conspiracy thriller, isn't there, where Queen Elizabeth I dies of AIDS.
1: <laughs> Completely
2: changed the course of history and how she's seen. <laughs> because you have bummed her. It's all... <laughs>
0: Almost worth doing. (laughs) It is almost worth injecting yourself with AIDS (laughs) and inventing time travel for your penis. It's almost worth it. It's thing, almost worth it. So, in answer to my previous, more serious question... Time-travelling penis, please. The, uh, no, the tit-talc or finger... Uh, oh, tit-talc, we have So So, th- a limited
2: amount of talcum powder. But what's,
1: it, what's talcum powder useful for nowadays, apart from when you're at a murder mystery making your hair <laughs> grey? Uh, Tell you
2: what, they're guaranteed booking on Lorraine with that, aren't you, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find your way back on, yeah. I've got a breast that dispenses uh, yeah. bathroom product, is a guaranteed...
1: Jenny
0: Eclair wanted the, the talc. I think as you're an older woman, it maybe becomes more useful. Right, yeah, but yeah. if you have babies... They can that's a, save a you lot could of just money. just buy it though. Well, you know, it's but how much does some <laughs> talc cost? Probably 50p to a pound. Yeah, but how much does and time the... travelling cost? But then, yeah, you but can't yeah even buy nothing is it. free. But And the tit talc is just be, you'd be manufacturing. <laughs> I like the way I'm doing this all the way down yeah. it reference. just helps me I've <laughs> become slightly distracted you're, you're
1: sort of kneading your yeah. own bosom <laughs> it's kind of it's quite fleshy you found anything in there? no
0: there's nothing coming out mm. um, well <laughs> a, or a, t- a finger that can travel through time is not that useful either well
1: not now you've tabled the idea of genitals that can travel <laughs> yeah. through time uh, I think yeah they would go for those Yeah, wouldn't you? I'd go finger yeah Yeah. or penis
2: Penis wasn't an option. Penis was an amusing (laughs) adjunct. I'm trying to take this question seriously.
0: Finger travelling time. It's good. I think it'll be be good. Uh, And uh, what
2: is your favourite question you've ever done (laughs) on Answer Me This? Uh, That one, of course. Yes, good. Uh, You know, it's one of those weird things, like literally your mind goes blank when someone says, what's your favourite question? Because we've done thousands and thousands. The ones that I remember, and I don't remember the details, but I remember the guy who wrote to us to say, and I guess the question was something like, is it weird that I dot, dot, dot... Uh, He kept a little, um, I I guess, kind of container of jizz by his bedside table and used it as hair gel to woo (laughs) women to woo women yes
1: appar- yeah because apparently the, Cologne. It, it asserts a pheromone I've heard of
2: that but you don't he need, said to, it works you don't for need to
0: keep it in, by the bed you've got it in your testicles well, yeah, ready <laughs> to you have I to keep th- a congealing pot of spunk by the, I'll just keep that by the bed for times I can't be bothered to ejaculate on my own <laughs> I think, for some fresh semen
1: I think history has congealed this in your mind Ollie I'm not sure he said that he keeps it in <laughs> a container I think he might have supplied it fresh each time and diluted it into a spritz correct yes Thank he, you. that's right
2: he added water into a spritz so that he could spray it as uh, cologne. Anyway, it's stuck in my mind. And he mind. said it worked. My, my friend, my friend Ewan did
0: claim that he said. It's so disgusting. Some sperm behind the ear.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds would be great. Be the way
2: to attract women.
1: It sounds irresistible. Who are
2: sniffing around your <laughs> <the> ear?
1: <laughs> mm.
2: It's not number one on a list of tips, is it? That's I, the thing. You've I gone quite far those. down the list, I think. And by it the smells time you come quite up.
0: bad as well. Yeah. I mean, even if there is like some pheromone effect beyond mm. what you can smell, mm. the smell of semen. It's like. You might as well just dab a raw potato on your face.
1: <laughs> Apparently that is good for your face. Is it? There's a greasy spoon around the corner from my flat that um, it, it really smells quite jizzy. I think it's just because of the bleach they use, but it's very off-putting. Yeah.
2: But they do give you an extra egg.
1: <laughs> and then some. I went, I
2: went there. No, they do. I went there the other day, and um, I'm on a bit of a help kick. Yeah. So I thought I'd go to a semen cafe and I'd order English breakfast, no bread. Uh, no hash browns Yeah, and I think the guy just thought oh that's not really much for a breakfast you've only got two eggs beans, mushrooms extra egg for free yeah
1: three eggs that's what you need isn't it yeah, who but... wants
2: three eggs though no one wants three eggs
1: yeah, but
0: eggs aren't too unhealthy I mean they're unhealthy if you eat a lot of eggs but they're not yeah. very calorific really mm. well there you go <laughs> <laughs> they're full of protein they're very good for you it has yeah, it semen
1: though so. <laughs> do you, it sounds do you like have you a favourite question that? Helen? Oh. <laughs> 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 um, I, this guy wrote to us saying uh, he was the only dad that took his little kid to nursery school oh, yeah. and he got really sick of the other mums asking where his partner was so he said that she was dead and uh, so then everyone was paying him, saying oh I'm so sorry and, and, and then his partner said I haven't heard from the school mums for ages I'm going to give them a ring and invite them now. he's like what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> he reported back he was in shit loads of trouble Actually
2: that reminds me Richard I have yes. with me The only question you have ever sent: Answer me this. Oh, really?
1: Apart from please remove me from your mailing list, which (laughs) is not a clear question. Didn't have a
2: question mark on the end.
1: Oh, we also um, uh, there was someone who went on a ski trip with uh, family friends who were also a family, and they walked in on the dad kissing his daughter, and they didn't know what to do about that. But I think there the damage is being done elsewhere.
2: So these are sometimes we're going through our mail, and you're like, that's not a question you ask a (laughs) comedy podcast. We're not even remotely equipped to deal with that. Well, like kissing, kissing, or just we didn't.
1: there was one we didn't feature, we put it on our website, but this guy wrote in saying that he, he gets really flat-out drunk and he set up a webcam in his room because when they had house parties, things went missing. And on ten separate occasions, he saw his fiance's best friend come in and have sex with him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was our reaction. With him, with, with, himself. with him, while he was insensible. It was extraordinary. And uh, he was like, what do I do? Do I tell my fiance? I don't want to create bad bloods for the wedding, I thought you have been severely sexually assaulted, isn't that? <laughs> why is that not your first thought?
2: I can, I can only imagine... Why <coughs> are only you only not giving the video <laughs> to the police did you have a video? When you're writing Samaritans, Google somehow auto-prompts you to our website. I don't know. But anyway, this is what you sent us via our mutual friend Matthew Crosby. Oh, yes. On the 10th of November 2007. I like, have any no No, no. <laughs> My question is, Helen and Ollie answer me this. Where do you get your crazy ideas from? (laughs) Now, do you know why you asked it? There's a story. I think I
0: always ask uh, that to all comedians. I I asked it to Richard Pryor. That's the story. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Tragically, I used this question when given the rare opportunity to ask Richard Pryor a question just before he died, and he didn't spot it as a joke and merely answered, from the things I observe in life, (laughs) I felt embarrassed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I was because I had one, and then he died shortly. I had one yeah. opportunity to, <laughs> you know, ask Rich Pro, and I thought he would get it. I thought he'd get that every stand-up comedian gets asked that, as yeah. every podcast gets that. You would never be asked. what I just asked you. And then, but he didn't get it as a joke, so he, I thought it'd thought be, yeah,
1: well done, mate. I thought I'd get a little wink from Richard Pryor, and make him laugh. But he did have a lot of crazy him. ideas, and in, in fairness to you, <laughs> it would be interesting to know where some of those came from, probably drugs or something. But it's, it's like the worst question you can ask a comedian, because it's just... We're about say something funny. Well, yeah, it is, that as
0: well, but it's just because you, you know, you don't, there isn't really a, a process by which you get your ideas. You just get your ideas every now and again. Mm from observing things in life or something happens or something strikes you. Mm. It's not an interesting, see, look, it's not interesting. It's not an interesting answer. So me and Stuart, when we were asked, we always used to say we copied them from the goodies. (laughs) We said we, 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 we copied the goodies and just changed one of the nouns. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and why did you only have one question with Richard Pryor? And because it was, were it was
0: some... You know, it's like the Guardian you know, or the Observer or something that got some comedians to ask him one question each. Oh, I see. So it, was, it wasn't directly to his face. It was emailed to him. I, you know, I don't know why... He's I not going to
2: get irony that way, I know,
0: and I didn't... I don't know what I expected him to do, really. If he even yeah. got it, go, yeah, well done. Yeah. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, it's pretty nice that he answered it politely. But it just feel like I wasted five to ten seconds of his valuable remaining time on earth
1: you should have asked him if he thought that if you put jizz on as cologne it would bring in women
0: I, I would if, yeah. I'd, if I could travel back through time and get my finger onto
2: the keyboard that is yeah. what I will yeah. ask if you ever get to host the Oscars I'm going to bum you to death that's what you should have asked I should um, let me
0: see Oh, no, 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 this, is a good, this is a good story from Answer Me This that I've got to ask you about
2: how you became a big hit in Luxembourg. Oh, that is an old story. Yeah. Uh, should Do you want to do this or should I? Oh, go ahead. That, that was oh, go ahead, but it did sound a bit like oh, oh, go, ahead, oh go ahead, didn't it? it? Yeah. So it, was, it was an it was awkward confusing. moment uh, Okay, so uh, back in 2007, when we were trying to make a name for ourselves as podcasters...
1: Before you'd even taken up the medium, it Richard, was, was. imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah before, you, before I was even a dream in your bumming's eye. <laughs> um,
1: before you are even his mortal enemy on you.
2: <laughs> uh, we realised that we were kind of maxed out in the UK in terms of the podcast chart. Like, all the stuff that was in the chart was, was BBC, uh, or in, in those days, Channel 4 Radio. Remember those? Oh, God, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We
1: showed them, didn't we? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so we realised that the only way we could get into the iTunes chart was if we went to a country which, frankly, had fewer people downloading podcasts. And at the time, for tax reasons, remember this is pre-apps. Apps didn't exist. So there were only something like 20 iTunes stores in the world. At the time, the world's smallest iTunes store with its own uh, podcast department was Luxembourg. Right. So we went to Luxembourg, uh, and Helen baked some cookies, and we gave out some cookies in the market.
1: Did busking, and... Do you know what? In Luxembourg, they do not like... On street tomfoolery <laughs> at all, they hate it. Yes. So we're giving them out these free gingerbread mengs It's just before Christmas, and you've never seen a diplomat look more cross. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was humiliating,
2: but, anyway, but it worked because we yes. got to
1: number three the next day. <laughs> we got to
2: number three in Luxembourg, and that was that was our springboard actually into the UK iTunes chart. Because yeah. a- actually, not that so much as a ridiculous oversized sort of box of chocolates that we left. In the dodgy cubby hole, which is iTunes in Luxembourg, because as I say, <laughs> it's only an address for tax purposes. Somehow that chocolate box managed to get back to the head of podcast the, in the UK. We left
1: a large Christmas card, but they did not forward on the chocolates. Oh, it was
2: just the card that got back, yeah. was it? Yeah. And then yeah, and then that then from so the in. Yeah, basically, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So that's what you need to do, Richard, if you I really do. want to make it in this business. Go oh, to Luxembourg. Go to Luxembourg. It's the Star hey, Maker. Like,
0: oh, I will. And also, this is interesting as well, because I don't think this probably has ever happened in the history of broadcasting. You both went to St Catharines College, Oxford. Yes, God, there's no way we haven't and, mentioned that. Uh, and, and you're and the only other remotely famous person. And <laughs> so did I. Yeah. Which is the, It's basically the comprehensive school on the edge of Oxford, <laughs> that they mainly yeah. let comprehensive... It looks like a comprehensive school. Remember when and you were asking about
1: brutalism? Yes. There are elements. There,
0: there are, there are. And so all the comprehensive kids basically go to that one and aren't allowed to join in with the rest <laughs> of the rest of Oxford. Yeah. Is that how you found it? I, I left after that. I mean, I stayed there. I was still there, but I didn't like it. Uh, actually, like we, we
2: both quite liked it. We, didn't had, we, we? Had a, yeah. we
1: had a very pleasant time, but we Did, went there yeah, and people after. People talk you. about
2: me a lot when uh,
1: there's, well, there's a kind of statue. <laughs> of yes, yeah. concrete.
2: They say this thing in Latin before every meal, but it's something about Richard Herring. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but you're right. There was, a, the, I think, the only other properly famous person is uh, I think A.A. Milne had some connection, but he that in the old days, days that's yeah, before. But that was before the building yeah. existed. Emily Woof from uh, was uh, Emily Woof for cats?
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. People have gone quiet and upset because we're talking about going to Oxford. Yes,
1: University.
0: I know. But that's pretty, un- pretty unlikely because St Katz is a shithole
2: and uh, no <laughs> I, one comes out of it well. I think maybe Matthew Pinson went to St Katz. Yes, he did, yeah. He came to a special dinner event when we were there and everyone my, felt his medals. Yeah,
1: my friend pinched his bum as well. She said it was rock hard.
2: Mm-hmm. Alice Eve, who got her dits out in the last Star Trek, she went to St Katz. <laughs> <Did she? Yeah. laughs>
0: and she it's bent. good that that's what... Uh, <laughs> What you remember for, but I didn't
2: know that, so I will. It was worth watching. I definitely will go okay. back and watch that. Yeah. So again, get the pause. It's around <laughs> the same time as Lee Ryan's cock. Yes, just about. Just. She's about nice, Alice Eve. She's she is, uh, Trevor Eve's daughter. Yes. She is.
1: And she's tertiary educated. And nine, nine. Uh,
2: from and the the woman from
0: the uh, from the Gold Blend adverts, her mum. right? Yeah. I could, I could do your show. <laughs> What Facts about Alice Eve our new podcast <laughs> we found out a lot about Alice Eve's breasts could yeah. one of them squirt uh, talpa powder <laughs> I wouldn't put it
2: past it Richard it's it a phenomenal thing but I
0: did I hadn't watched that when I, even when I interviewed Simon Pegg I hadn't watched that
2: uh, Star Trek oh it's good so and yeah. I don't like uh, all that sci-fi stuff no. I'm saying that despite the fact Robert Llewellyn's coming on in a minute
1: <laughs> you <laughs> like <laughs> boobs though did I'm that pretty... make up for the sci-fi
2: but I, I really enjoy Star Trek yeah it's really fun the new ones yeah I don't know why I haven't watched it anyone else seen it
0: yeah, yeah? alright fuck you <laughs> If you had to go... I'm, we're going to have to wrap up soon, but if you ha- have you got an idea if you were on Dragon's Den? My idea is a dog is just for Christmas. You may have heard it. Have you, <laughs> got, have you got an idea for Dragon's Den? It's a really hard question just
1: it's, to... Yeah, up yeah, up. yeah, a drug to put to sleep the dogs that you've given just for <laughs> Christmas.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I always have these ideas. Yeah. But now you've put me on the spot. I, I know, that's what I did. On. I thought of yeah. it last week. I thought this is a great emergency yeah, question, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I couldn't think of any until no, I went exactly. and hooked it... them up. I've got them written down. Um. But, but, but... Yeah. Even though I don't know what the idea is... I know that I would want Deborah and Peter going 50% (laughs) each. No other combination of dragons is worth it. That new one, Piers Linney, are you joking? (laughs) Prove yourself. Don't just expect me to give you 30% of my company. No one knows who you are. Don't just sit there twiddling your ring, looking all serious.
1: I I think I would pitch gyms for adults that are just like kids' playgrounds.
2: Oh, that's good. I
1: think people would like that, wouldn't they? I would
2: like that.
0: That was good. uh, A few years ago, I was going out with someone who had a... A young son. And we went to one of those ball pits together. And like, we, the adults weren't really allowed to, you know, like all the climbing frames and mm. stuff. Yeah. The adults weren't really allowed to go on, but they had to go in and help him because he got stuck. It was brilliant. I mean, not that he got stuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, the idea of a tiny child stuck in a climbing frame is not brilliant to me. No, but no, it, was no, good, no. it was good to go and climb around it because my mum and dad would never let me do stuff like that. Really?
1: Were they risk averse?
0: They just were. We, we never really went and did anything. We, just, we grew up. In, I grew up in Cheddar in some set. You've got the gorge. It was Cheddar Gorge. That was go look we're at stalactites. Go Cheddar Gorge is brilliant. And, uh, yeah, we went, my, I always wanted to go on A Bouncy Castle. I never went on to A Bouncy Castle until I was uh, 19 or 20 years old. It's a bit late by.
1: then. <laughs> then I was
2: thrown out of the children's playgroup. <laughs> it was actually at Oxford University Ball. Oh, God. I can hear Kelly Hoppen listening to this and being unimpressed.
0: <laughs> I don't think she's going to invest. I was bouncing on A Bouncy Castle with Rowan Pelling, who went on to be the editor of the Erotic Review. But I Inspired you,
1: by that experience? I
0: don't know. Nothing very erotic happened, unfortunately. Despite everything, or my best attempts, I, I really feel I've lost the audience. So I think didn't realise I went to Oxford University until. <laughs> but I got there from a comprehensive school in Cheddar, where people are, that is really that's like being in the Middle Ages, and by being clever. So that's that's upset you as well, hasn't it? That I am secretly clever. I've hidden that away. We will. Um, if you um, if you had to have sex with an animal, Ollie. Man. <laughs> You had to, yeah. If Helen was being held hostage and they said we're going to kill, oh, <laughs> well, he wouldn't—he
1: wouldn't, he wouldn't do gonna... anything was <laughs> okay. being held hostage.
0: If your girlfriend was being held hostage by me, if they said you get to come on Queen Elizabeth <laughs> the first rough <laughs> if you do this, yeah, then, yeah. Which animal would you have sex with if you could have sex with any animal?
1: Giving or it's receiving? Really thinking
0: about it. I uh, know I am thinking. See, in this you can answer this question as well. If Thanks, you wish.
1: but yeah, is it—is it, is it a give, giving or receiving situation? You
2: whatever you want, oh. providing that no one would get hurt. <laughs>
1: Stingray, because <laughs> they do mimic the feminine vulva anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: in what in what way does a stingray mimic?
1: Go on Google Images, mm. Richard. It's, it's plain for not, anyone to see. It's one of those like parrots,
0: it. you know, copying what people say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're
1: just trying to is lure that you what, in. Is
0: that how they got a Steve Irwin? <laughs>
2: Uh, I think mountain bear is what I would go with. Mountain,
1: mountain bear. bear?
2: Female mountain bear. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm going to bum he- a bear, are you? <laughs> Not again.
1: <laughs> all, all three of your, your fantasy sexual partners have been quite scary.
2: Rebecca Wade. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth
1: and the Queen first. Elizabeth I. Would it yeah. be a
2: ginger mountain bear? <laughs> <laughs> With a rough. A mountain bear that looks like it could have edited the news of the world, yes. That is my fantasy, okay, you got that's me.
0: Good. That is dangerous.
2: Yeah. What's, What's your list? one? Um, uh, the acarpi.
0: Oh yeah. I was
1: gonna go for the acarpi, just because you? then you're kind of getting three animals in one, it's good value.
0: Well that is true, and have you seen their tongue?
1: No. Oh, That started. was, I tell you,
0: <laughs> I chose the acarpi before I even saw the tongue. Uh, I just went for the. If you look at the carpies from, you're like this. Mm. If, you, if you look at the carpet from behind, it looks very like a woman wearing zebra print trousers, uh-huh. except
1: with hooves yeah. and a but tail. That's, but
0: that's not. I actually saw some shoes that were you can, women. I saw someone, a woman who had shoes that looked like hooves. I think. I honestly think this. A lot. I, I think a lot of men would go for that.
1: Yeah. The they hooved woman.
0: Well, just uh, uh, on the hooves on a woman. I think. I think. Don't you think? Um, don't you think that uh, high heel shoes are, in a way, that they to make women sort of totter around in a in a way like, a little bit like an antelope that you're going to,
1: you know, slaughter. S- you
0: know, slaughter and bring down and no. eat. You don't think that? No, just me then. Just you. Uh, but uh, also then, uh, then I went and had another <laughs> look at the acarpi. They can lick their. You know, hindquarters with well, this very long tongue. So you imagine chosen, what else they could do. You've chosen wisely, Helen Zoltzman.
1: So have you, Richard I Thank but you. I don't, don't want to share a copies with you. <laughs> I want exclusive.
0: It could be, could be out of carpie sandwich. We could be the, <laughs> the bread and in, in a carpie sandwich, <laughs> waving, high fiving. <laughs>
1: yeah alright let's double team
0: in a coffee when, when are you busy? With <laughs> old man in the, in the mountain bear cage near like Aah! they look quite and they look like you
2: told me t- no one would get hurt <laughs>
0: <laughs> look we're, we're going to have to wrap it up I could talk to you all day I've got a thousand questions for you we didn't get you've got badges like I have didn't get onto that yeah uh, we, we, I think we possibly saw the badges on your site
2: and right. copied your supplier oh, you? for the badges. Yeah. I've
0: only just oh did you we've only just yeah. got the badges. Um, and uh, if people want to send in a question to answer me this, how do they do that?
1: Well they can discover our email and phone details on our website, answermethispodcast.com
0: Correct. And it is despite everything I've said <laughs> about Ollie Mann, luckily Helen Zoltzman is very good. <laughs> <laughs> And so and so is Martin, the ghost like Martin is good, the ghost Martin is good. It's good have I? I wish I had a ghost on this show. Well, I imagine don't. what
1: it's like being married to a ghost, Richard.
0: <laughs> I can, I do. That's why I wish I had a ghost. A sex ghost is what I. <laughs> that is what I am after. Uh, so uh, didn't get to the Reader's Digest. Did you write for the Reader's oh, Digest. I missed the opportunity to insult hell. me about that. Yeah. Could all the sort and you write short plays about historical figures.
1: Yeah, I used to be a benefits oh, administrator. We didn't, you? didn't get onto that.
0: I didn't know that. You, so you've much got to, to learn. You have gotta volunteer stuff like that. So ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause. Helen's <laughs> and Holly Man. Thank Answer you. me this Thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guests, Helen Zoltzman and Ollie Mann. Uh, music was by PES, as usual. It's nice, isn't it? Listen to that. Can you hear it? Thanks to Orange Market, the British Comedy Guide, and all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre, and Chris Evans. Not that one. Grow up. Of course it's not that one. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a Fuzz Go Faster Stripe and Sky Potato production for the internet. Thanks for listening to that show. I hope you enjoyed it. As I say, if you want to give us something back for this free podcast, you can go to gofasterstripe.com R-H-L-S-T-P-5, Rahel 5, Rahel 5. And uh, you can just donate a little bit of money onto the one-off, donate some money a month. Or you can buy the video version of this podcast. There's also a podcast called Meaning of Life. Check that out, Richard Herring's Meaning of Life. Uh, again, you can download video on audio of that for free. Go to vimeo.com slash channels slash R-H-M-O-L for the free video. iTunes and British Comedy Guide for the free audio. There is an option to pay money for that and get a longer version as well at gofasterstrike.com R-H-M-O-L. But, you know, just enjoy listening to everything for free if you like. That is up to you. Please tell your friends about these podcasts if you enjoy them. Thanks for listening. Bye now.